0: Well, hey, friend, welcome back to episode number 32 of the Created to Thrive podcast. Today, I have my husband, Fred, on here with me, and we are going to discuss how our relationship with God really affects our relationship with other people. And there's things that separate us in our heart, in our minds. So we're going to talk about those three areas that cause disconnect, um, discord, discord, And any type of of issues and so I'm excited to have my husband really teaching on this today because this is something that's real near and dear to his and my heart so grab a notebook and pen and let's get started welcome to created to thrive I'm your host Lori Snyder if you desire a deeper connection with God want to know your value and purpose then you my friend are in the right place I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be, because you were created to thrive. Well, Fred, it's been a while, so I'm excited to have you back here on the podcast with me.
1: Well, it's um, um, I'm glad I'm here actually because um, what we're going to talk about is very near and dear to me about you know our about having healthy relationships and really what it takes from a a heart perspective to, to, um, really mine your heart to get out things that, um, uh, you need to get out of your heart to actually to break down barriers, um, that, that, that create separation in relationships. So, you know, you and I've walked, walked through having done that for, for, for some years. And, um, so I think it's really important to shed some light on some of the issues that create separation. Um, the subject of this teaching is actually our our veil of separation is self imposed. So, really, these things that we've gone through over the years, that we we have we filled our our heart and our belief system with things that really need to be addressed. Really need to take some time to actually. Meditate on the things that cause separation between, but not not only us as individuals, but ourselves and God, really, because you know God, God is the beginning, God is the end, and God is the source of all good things, and and we'll start there, and and when you start realizing what creates separation between ourselves and God and each other, and as soon as you recognize those things, you can start actually working toward, uh, really weeding that those things out of your life, and and creating a wholeness of heart, that actually opens up yourself to be to 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 healthy relationships.
0: Yeah, and really this came out of back in 2006 when we were separated in our marriage and in the process of getting divorced really started the process of coming to the end of ourselves and you know I always say you'll never find who you are until you you really have to come to the end of yourself to find the beginning of God, because everything stems out of that relationship with God. And really, your marriage or our marriage was a byproduct of our relationship with God. And as we started to reprogram the way we thought and we we started understanding what the gospel is, the good news of Jesus's finished work on the cross and in his resurrection on our behalf— that really started to transform us, and we realized that we had um, not only separated, you know, physically in our married but marriage, but we had separated ourselves in our heart towards God, and that resulted towards each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely, you know, we spent a lot of time during those years, um, really, 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 spending a lot of time meditating on God and His Word, and and I like it how you say it, you know, Lord, I, I, you know, I want to know about You, I want to know You. You know, it's know, right. all that quiet time and the quiet of the day, where you sit there and you and you meditate and you're in prayer and you're actually in dialogue. Prayer is nothing but a conversation with God and right. and 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 hearing hearing Him and sometimes being very quiet before Him. You know, it was really in one of those periods of time where I I just heard in in the small quiet voice of my heart that the veil of separation is self imposed yeah. and that was just that that was it. It's all I heard and I'm like. Oh wow, what does that mean? Right, and you know, really, as I, as I sat and meditated on what that means, I really came up with three three points that that I I really understood that okay, these are issues that I have that I need to deal with, and one of those three points I had the wrong viewpoint of God, right, and that's number one because God is first, right, and I right. had a wrong viewpoint of Him. And, and and who he truly is and what he actually really came and accomplished. You know, the second one was ignorance. Well, why did I have a wrong view of God, right? Because I was ignorant. I right. didn't know. I was destroyed because I had what? Lack of knowledge. Right. And the other point was just fear.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, fear was dominant in my life. And that's and and so the third the third point is fear. Well, where does fear come from? It comes from the enemy.
0: But and really not being in establishing God's love. Really?
1: So the third one, fear, is really based on the first one, not really knowing who God is and too be ignorant of God is. And then also to what do I die, but what are you gonna buy into? You're gonna buy into fear. So those three things I really had to work on. And those three things were really the really were 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 constructs or things that I used to actually create separation from God and really resulted in separation from others. Right. So when you start to move in the in fullness of awareness of God, who he is and what he is, what he's done from the, from a total perspective, not, you know, just forgiving me of sins, but a whole, whole array of other benefits and other things that, that quite frankly, any father or any parent in this world would bestow on their children because they love them. Right. right. So I had to change my framework of who God is and what he, what he accomplished through his son, Jesus Christ, and I had to remove the ignorance and I had to actually use that to to, to move from fear to faith. Right. So those are the three things I'd we'll love to talk about today.
0: Okay, great. Well, and, and two, you've got to know God as Father, and that's where a lot of people have a lot of issues because of their natural earthly father. They project that view and opinion onto God the Heavenly Father. And so that had to get changed. And then you had to understand sonship, that you were his son, just like I had to understand when God said to me, Laura, you need to know what it's like to be my daughter before you can ever be a wife or a mother. As I started to get all of this myself um That really transformed my life, and then that transformed my relationship with you and our children. And we did not get divorced, for those of you who don't know our story. We were separated for six months, but really, God just did miracles in our heart as we turned towards Him. We released each other and we looked to know Him and who we are in Christ. And that's why everything that we teach is not just something that we have read in the Bible, or we heard a good sermon, or listened to a podcast. We have walked this out for many, many years, and it is a process. So I just want to encourage you that this is not just a one-and-done thing. You know, we've been married for almost 30 years, and it's a process that we continually— are working out because we grow in our knowing and you don't know what you don't know. And so that's where we love that the Holy Spirit illum- illuminates and, and, and enlightens us to have that understanding opened up. So,
1: Well, I think you actually said something that's really critical for a lot of people, including myself, when I walked through this was, was sonship. Yeah. Or daughtership, whatever, either way, you know, yeah. you're a child of God. Right. In, in, if you're if you believe in Jesus and you profess with your mouth and you believe in your heart and, and you know you're raised from the dead, you're a child of God. You right. it, you're born again and and but and you're you're and you're renewed on the inside in your spirit. Right. And your body or your mind, you have to still go through this mind renewal yeah. because of past experience. So you have to renew your mind. In in Corinthians it says you you are born again, all things are made new. But then you turn around look at Romans 12, 1 and two. It says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. And so it looks like it's in a little conflict, but it's really not because you're a three part being. Right. So, from my experience, was okay, I know I'm born again. All right. But I had this block or this, 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 my view of God. Right. From an orphan perspective. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't really trust God. Who God was because I had that block that is going to come zap me. Well, where did that come from? Long wrong beliefs based on things I've heard or right. believed, right? Right
0: or experienced
1: in 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 experience. I mean in all fairness the first time I ever went to church with a friend I got kicked out because this, this, the, they thought I was crazy I mean just a whole funny thing really but anyways because you that, were talking I was, well the kids I was aghast and all the other kids wanted to talk to me so I got you know they asked me to leave the, the I nuns was, threw you out and then the nuns threw me out so that was my first um,
0: not my, a good experience yeah my
1: first experience in church was actually asked to leave because <laughs> other kids wanted to talk to me so I was new and anyways but that's a funny situation right there but the bottom line is they come from from an, a perspective from an orphan experience. And, and when you have that and you come from such a depth of, of, of uh, the depths of such um, solical um, pain or trauma. solical trauma or, or solical disconnect from that type of father. Right. You don't believe everything. You know you're you're gonna walk. T- you're gonna walk timidly.
0: Sure.
1: You're gonna believe half of it. You're. It's a slow process of overcoming that, and so it really gets down to you're gonna have to work through your belief system and your heart system and do the heart work to really understand the absolutes the absolutes of God.
0: Right. Right.
1: You have to be completely confident to move away from that orphan mentality that is one love. He's light and he's life. And there's only goodness comes from him. Right, Only goodness. So I walk around and I hear a lot of people that, you know, God's going to kill me because I made a mistake or I sinned or I did something like that. And, oh, God, God, God's not God's mad. God's mad. Okay. He's because you don't understand the fullness of what he did on the cross. Right. And you're actually operating from a perspective of sin consciousness, right. which is a very Old Testament deal that he did away with on the cross. Right. Versus faith righteousness.
0: Right.
1: And so I really had to get a grasp of what faith righteousness was and against what sin consciousness was. Sin consciousness brought about by the law.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And yeah. the law was good, but righteousness and what God did in the, the new covenant was by far better. Right. And you can actually, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, you can read about the differences. And also in Hebrews, it's really powerful that I had to get that into my belief system. Right. I had to get to believe that he wasn't holding things against me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I did make mistakes in, in our marriage, we made plenty of mistakes. And, every, and then a lot of other people make mistakes. You right. do something wrong and you think God's going to get you or God is holding something against you because you do not believe in the totality of what Jesus did on the cross.
0: Or they don't really fully understand it because it's never been taught to them. That's that ignorance that you are talking Correct. So, about.
1: Well, you know, a lot of people, what's been taught to them is God's going to get you right. all your sin. God right. can't be in the presence of sin. Yes. I've actually heard that taught on a pulpit once. I was actually watching TV and the guy said, Jesus or God can't be in the presence of sin. I says, well, how did you ever go to Adam and Eve in the garden if that's, not, <laughs> if that's true? Yeah. Okay, if that's true, how could Jesus even be coming to the world and be with sinners? And he drank with sinners, drank and ate with sinners. So I had this massive buildup when I was an early Christian that God held I was responsible and, and you are you would, that that when I made a mistake that God was going to zap me and it was totally wrong right. and so what happened was I created a barrier in my heart yeah. and I isolated me from God because I didn't want to deal with the punishing God right. so once that veil you start creating this practice yeah. this discipline of separation
0: Yeah.
1: not only will it affect your relationship with God in your hearing that you're blocking yeah. but it also applies to other people Okay. Yeah. And when you make a mistake, you think, "Oh, somebody's gonna judge me." God judged me, so people will judge me. People judge people all the time, but right. that's not the point here. The point is, what I'm saying is, in your heart, you withdraw.
0: Yeah.
1: And you, and and what's happening is, God created us for relationships. First of all, our relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. Second of all, our relationship with our family, with spouse or family and kids, and the second of all, with other people. And it's when those barriers and the separation, the walls of separation, come down. It's when relationships thrive in right. the kingdom in, in 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 love and peace and joy. Allows you the flow and the fruit of the spirit. But I really want to talk to you about those three those three things again that really really hampers our view of God, our ignorance toward God in fear, right. fear of being judged, fear of being condemned, fear of being wrong, fear of being not perfect. And that fear element cascades into everybody's life in a lot of different ways. Failure to step into things because you're afraid you're going to fail.
0: Right.
1: F- fear of engaging in relationships, fear of confessing or saying something and just coming clean on something because you think somebody's going to hold it against you. Or reject you. Or rejection. Yeah. And so and so the veil of separation, I think, is very important for us to to come to... to it, it's identifying these three things as is part of mining your heart, mm-hmm. part of cultivating your heart and getting the, the bad things out so the good things can thrive. Right. Right. And, and that's really what I want to focus on today is, is really want to direct us to is, you know, if you focus on your view of God, um, grow a knowledge of him and, and, and attack fear with an aggression using truth things will start changing for you in a very very positive way with not only God with other people and in there you're on a course where your relationships can thrive and your influence for influence on other people can 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 be positive right, right. and you have in you and you're more open to doing things in a perspective of risk by faith yeah and so forth yeah
0: and you know really before you you, you get dig you dig into that, The key for me was when I realized, one, God is not mad at me. He put all of his judgment and wrath upon Jesus on the cross. And now he sees me through the blood of Jesus, through Jesus's obedience. And then I had to understand God loves me unconditionally. And that was the key for me of helping You know, perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment, and that was the judgment of God that I thought when I messed up, he was going to be mad at me, or he was going to distance himself. And that's where I couldn't ever reconcile, well, it says, draw near to him and he'll draw near to me. He's always drawing near to me, it's I'm the one that runs away from him. And he's always, you know, the job of the Holy Spirit is to draw all people to Jesus. And so that's where it's it's so critical, not only understanding the nature of God, but that he is love and then receiving his love for you so that you can walk in the newness of life and not be in that fear mindset. But it is a heart set. You know, it's not just reprogramming the way you think to align with God's word but it's it's sitting with it and using that imagination to say what does that look like in my life and god what what is your view and opinion on this and and how is mine different from yours and really wrestling with god with some of these and and he's and i tell women all the time that i talk to god is okay with you wrestling with him we think that we've got to have everything all neat and pretty when we come to God. And just remember, Jesus was born in a messy place. He was born in a stable. So God is okay with you coming, and he wants you to come as you are and to be vulnerable and to be real and to have that dialogue, that prayer with him.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um... But again, it, again, I would, I'd say that it, it comes from a, a wrong view of of, of God. And yes, I have to ask yourself, where do you get that? If you grow up in a in a um, an environment, what's always about rules? Which rules are good? Okay, I, there's boundaries. Boundaries are great. Oh, they're by
0: necessary. The way.
1: Boundaries are wonderful. But when you're in a don't do this and don't do that versus f- focusing on who god is
0: right legalistic and
1: from a legalistic or from punishment your, your punishment perspective and you know the old testament was very much about the punishment and the legalist side of it right so you got to get on this side of the res the resurrection you know That's we just right. passed easter right now now we got to get on the other side of the resurrection that right. uh, you know from a lot of different perspectives so one is, is is who god truly is what he truly had done and who we truly are in him right, right. right. Um, but we have a tendency as, 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 as humans to fall back to what we originally experienced right. or what we originally were taught or what we originally created in our hearts in terms of our belief systems. Right. And a lot of people don't like that.
0: Right.
1: And a lot of people don't want to go to it, so a lot of people actually don't go to church or don't don't spend time because they think God is that punitive Lord that's going to zap you.
0: Right. Or you people know, condemn them. <laughs>
1: But if you actually look at it from the perspective of what God says, and if you actually go into Second Corinthians chapter three, um, uh, I'll just I'll just read it real, yeah. uh, you know, real. Um, in f- chapter fifteen, verse Second um, uh, Corinthians three fifteen says, "But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty." But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, what is he really saying here? Is these people, he's, uh, and he's talking to a Corinthian church, right? He's talking to the, 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 the people that actually were falling back or looking into the law of Moses, and they had the propensity, actually, to turn back to, to legalism. Okay, not boundaries or not, not forward thinking of who Jesus is and what he's done, but they actually falling back to pre cross or pre what he did.
0: Right.
1: And what happens is there's a veil over them. They can't see correctly. Right. So they have the wrong view of God because they're not looking at what Jesus just had accomplished. They look in a pre cross situation about the law where the law trumped. Right. Okay. And, but what's happening here in the latter part of the scripture. Uh, eighteen. It says with an unveiling face, you're going to be trans. When you look to Jesus, when you look to the new, to to great, or when you look to the freedom, when you look to what Jesus had has done, you will behold him, and you will be transformed because you are, you will be like him as his child. Right. So it's actually an inside out change. Right. And and I think that's important because we have a tendency to fall back to to that type of legalism. And now i'm not talking here laurie about um or for the for the people listening i'm not talking about going running out and doing stupid things right no. because you know if, if you actually read in titus the grace of god teaches you teaches you to walk in to godly, deny, ungodliness. deny ungodliness and walk in righteousness right. so you have to put it all together because right. your life follows your focus right if you fall if your focus is legalism in the law 'll be you you'll have a veil you'll have a veil of separation between you and God right something you're going to impose right. but if you look to, to the freedom and you look to Jesus what yes. it says in that scripture now there's liberty and right. there is freedom but even more importantly there is transformation right because right. you will become what you behold
0: right and legalism causes you to behold your acts your um ways of living versus beholding what Jesus has done to um, reconcile you back to the father so that you can have that intimate personal relationship with him and that is the new covenant is a ministry of life and spirit because that's what or we you know spiritual freedom from the law of sin and death and all of that bondage that legalism and the enemy was trying to bring through, through sin consciousness. And God wants us to be righteousness conscious that we are in right standing with God because of Jesus' obedience on the cross to death. And in his resurrection, and then that's where we have to to live as well.
1: Yeah, you know, I bring up those three points earlier that I, that you really have to mine out of your heart. And one is the wrong viewpoint of God. The second one was ignorance, and the third one was fear. And um, uh, you know, one of the part of I want to talk about ignorance. Uh, I already mentioned um, not knowing who God is through love, light, uh, love, light, and life. But you have to understand His original intent right you know you have to go back to the garden some people say genesis is just some fictional book you wrote about. no there's a lot of great stuff because you get to see the original intent right with 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 god in in his original intent was he created man to be with them yeah. to walk with them to have relationship with them to even pre-fall to to spend time together to yeah. to 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 actually co-labor right you know if you actually read Adam was instructed to name all the animals. God wasn't doing it all himself. Right. You know, Adam was instructed to attend the land. It was blessed. Right. So you have to understand, you know, a lot of people run around there. I wonder what's God's will for my life. Well, I can tell you real quick what's God's will for your life. If you actually go back and read the first part of Genesis, he just wants to he's, spend time with you.
0: Yeah. That intimate, personal relationship. It's intimate,
1: personal relationship. Yeah that's yeah there's more than that well no he's 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 asking to do good works to 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 bring more people into the kingdom bring more people into the knowledge of him but that comes easy as you get to know him and you spend time walking with him without that guilt fear guilt fear and condemnation so i'm sorry
0: and you had a great you during our coffee time one time you had a great um point where you talked about how really everything with adam was a discovery process with God from naming the animals to how he should do everything even being married because everything was brand new for Adam nothing had ever been established before so that was that personal dialogue continually with how do i do this god what about this and and that's just a beautiful expression it was
1: a relational alliance or a relational dependence that adam had with god to actually walk through all things were new nothing had ever been done like this before and that coffee time experience is well you know that's the same way now if you're a believer if let's say you're a believer and you're going to go through a new situation you know, there's a thousand books on marriage, but until you actually walk through it, right. you get some great nuggets out of some of these books and sure. some of this cult consulting. But you know, in the end of the day, you're walking through it for the first time. A lot of these situations,
0: well, and they're unique. Like your heart and my heart are different than others, and our marriage is different than another person's because of who we are and our circumstances and so forth. And God is that third strand that is in our marriage. A cord of three strands is not easily broken.
1: Abs- absolutely. And, and really what it falls back to is that pre-fall situation where Adam was dependent on God, but God was, was just absolutely adored Adam, and they were just this wonderful relationship together. He restored that. Yes, and yes. so when you're walking through new situations in life, um, God will spend time with you and walk you through these, and because He wants to, not because He has to. Right. And when you create a veil, and you right. block your hearing, and you block that, and you don't understand that you're ignorant to it, or you have fear, it's you're gonna do this on your own. Right. And the thing is, there's 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 people that can help you through things. Um, there's there's the Holy Spirit. I mean there's so many things, but God wants you to walk through everything everything you do for the every point forward in your life is for for the most part it'll be a new situation. Yeah. And he wants to walk with you just like he walks with Adam in the cool of the
0: day. Yeah. And Jesus really was that perfect example of you know, he's called the second Adam. Because he did everything that Adam was supposed to do—that you know he did—Jesus per- did perfectly. But that's what I love about John 14, 15, 16, and 17: is we see that intimacy with jesus and the father and he's talking about the holy spirit to come for us so that we wouldn't be orphans that we would have him living on the inside of us through the holy spirit so i love that union and that oneness that god has called us into
1: you know what i i always come back um one of my favorite um sections of scripture is the samaritan woman at the well Mm -hmm.
0: john four
1: okay um It's amazing. It's simply amazing because he was going through a land that Jews didn't go walk through, the Hebrew people didn't walk through. Two is a conversation with a woman who is, who is um, ostracized and and for a lot of different reasons, you know, I have to, you know, she's with what, five, I don't know how many different men. and she was by herself and she was separated. Right. She her decisions created a separation. She had this veil, right? There yeah. was a separation between her and people, social separation, and there's a cultural separation. Jesus came down there and just blew the doors open and and uni- and unite and united his heart with hers. He reached down to her.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, cultural separation, All right. Um, social separation. Yeah. And, and 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 no sin. matter what mistake, I mean, she was living no sin. matter what mistake, and that's in in and, and, and he basically said there will become a day will you not go have to go to Jerusalem, or to this or to this mountain that the, the right. Samaritans went to, right. and there will be a day when you wash worship the Father and Spirit and the Truth. Yeah, and here here's the Lord coming to a, a Samaritan woman that's ostracized from and breaks every thing you'd think about the Lord or think about. See, so I just say to the people listening, there's things you've done, uh, but you know, if, but if you put your faith in him and yeah. you put your trust in him yeah. and you move away from ignorance and you move away from fear and you get the right view of God and you take the, and you work on these three years, you have heart to remove them and to remove that self-imposed veil. Yeah. Your life will significantly change and, 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 and you will, um, your relationships with God and other people will move toward health. They'll move toward toward reward. They'll move toward vibrance. And, there, and things in your life will change.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, for the sake of time, will you just pray for anyone that is maybe feeling that they've separated themselves from God? Uh, they think God's mad at them. Maybe they're even mad at God. Uh, it's okay. You've... <laughs> You've personally had to go through that where you were angry with God and... and well, he would be a whole
1: different podcast. That's a funny one, though. Yeah. I, yeah, it's a good one. But God
0: is good with that. But would yeah. you just pray Yeah, them?
1: Father, I, we just love you and we just thank you for this time. And, and you know, just an opportunity to share who you are and, and what you've really done. And, you know, we're looking at this post, post-Easter post period when and we just celebrate the fullness of your resurrection, the fullness of what you have given us through salvation. And Father, I just pray for those people that have barriers in their heart, that have, that have put up walls of self-protection, that have walls of self-hate and, and, and walls of offense, that you'd break them down, that they turn and view you, and they turn and focus on you. And you say, Lord, in Scripture, where the Lord, Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We speak that, we speak a desire for focus on you, and the desire that the liberty and freedom would come in the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fred. And friends, if this podcast has been a blessing to you of any way, would you do me a favor and would you leave me a review on Apple um, Podcasts? Go down and uh, go ahead and leave a review and rate me. Uh, in this podcast. And then also, too, if you want to sow into our ministry, we have a nonprofit discipleship ministry where our whole mission is to equip the body of Christ to thrive in every aspect of life and to share the gospel. And this podcast is a way that we do that. And it is tax deductible for you if you want to give a donation. So just go on to snyder.com. That's L O R I letter dot com, and just hit the give or the uh, donate button that would be a tremendous blessing to us and an encouragement to other people so until next time you were created to thrive